Pocock very keen to get into the action. Palau got away from one. They're lining up on the inside. And he's over! Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Fox Sports Rugby podcast. We have ticked past the halfway point of the Super Rugby season. I'm Sean Maloney, joined in at Fox Sports HQ by Sam Worthington, Christy Doran, and Stephen Hoyles. David Dennis is over in the Republic. We say, how's it, boy, to DD? But right now, we're the group getting you through the next 30 minutes of fun and games. Morning, gents. Yeah, I'm Dave Dennis. I uh, had a chat to Tatafu Kolodinau yesterday about uh, his great love affair with uh, Dave and um, apparently Tuff was a number 10 back in the day playing in Dave Dennis's junior teams and he, uh, he claimed he was a number 10. I think Tuff's getting confused with rugby league and rugby <laughs> union isn't he? He's a, I don't think he's a number 10 but <laughs> best of luck. Me. We've all jumped West in there at some Sydney stage boys. in our junior career haven't we? Tolu Latu, former number 10. Is that right? Yeah. It's Pat Inkham. Yeah. They're both from the West Christie. DD and uh, Tar fly the flag for the West. Do you think Deno really flies the flag? Like he plays for Sydney Uni. I, I, I think we should start a push to get Deno back to Penrith. What do you think? Penrith Emus? Where his junior career you started. You know what? That's a bloody good yeah. shout. After Exeter, back gen- to the Emus. If yeah. he's genuine about all this stuff that he does for the game, and if he's over there in Cape Town listening, Deno, you should go back and play for the Emus, mate. Go back to your roots. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Maybe, or yeah, you know what, that'll work. Yeah. And you know what they should do? They should bring out of retirement uh, Penrith Emus legend Henry Shaft. Well, I will not be playing in Henry Shaft. In the, in the back you row. might not have heard of Henry Shaft, but one of the toughest. Actually, not one of, probably the most toughest. Sorry, he's the scariest man in the history of Shoot Shield. Yeah, and yep. that, that takes some doing as yeah. well. Takes some doing. So, uh, DD, we say hello to you over in South Africa. To you listening, wherever you are around the world, we say hello to you as well. Great to have you on board for the next little bit. And we have got some stuff to get through as well. Now, we'll get to the games in just a moment. But there was a, a bit of crises across the early part of this week. Crises for the Brumbies going down to the Crusaders. And in the process, losing Joe Tamani. Let's park Super Rugby for the moment and quickly look at Test Rugby. What does that mean for that wing position for the England series with the Wallabies? Yeah, I think it does leave a, a big hole, doesn't it? Michael Check is uh, optimistic that they can maybe work some magic and get Tamani back by June, but it seems like a bit of a tight uh, timeline there. And, and given that he, he said that Drew Mitchell and Adam Ashley Cooper are unlikely to come back for June, they really are thin. I think Rob Horn, um, and he's a bit injury prone himself, isn't he? But if he's fit, he'll he'll definitely be one of the wingers. Uh, Henry Spates on the comeback trail, haven't seen much from him. So I think there's an opportunity for maybe a Dane Haylett Petty, um, someone along those lines, uh, Luke Morahan even. It's, it's getting a little bit thin on the, on the wing, isn't it? Well, yeah, add Dom Shipland to it the other week. Uh, he's another one who's gone down recently. Um, Edo Nambouli was, was, was uh, popped up You're the a other fan? Day. You're a fan? Look, we all know that Michael Checker likes a big winger. Uh, Kelly's going to be back. Kelly Nyavora. Tungeli. Tungeli at some <laughs> stage. Show some respect to the Fijians, Christy. Don't stuff his name. Yeah. If there's one bloke whose name you don't want to stuff. Yeah. It's or, Henry Shave. <laughs> Sorry, go. Yeah. Either way, we're we're lacking a we're, we're thin. We're thin out wide. And um, what do you think, Stephen? Yeah, it's certainly a position that we, you know, don't have a huge amount of depth in at the moment because you know Drew Mitchell covered there so well in the World Cup and AAC can fit there. But we've, we do have, as you said, like the names that you've heard Michael Checker mention recently, Luke Morahan. You know, he's got. You know, he's the fastest in Australian rugby over 40 metres on the books at the moment. So that, that certainly interests Michael Checker. Tung Kelly, if he comes back in decent shape, hopefully from his stint up in Scotland. Uh, Robbie Horn, I'm a big fan of Rob Horn. He played most of his career in the centres and only because of, you know, probably too much talent in the Waratah backline in the last few years. 
they put him on the wing and he's done really, really well. A non-kicking winger, which we all we all admire. So, th- look, someone will get an opportunity and you put good players like Halepetti and Morahan, you take them out of their environment at the moment that isn't going so well in Perth. You put them in that Wallaby team, surrounded by the best players in the country and, and you'll get some, some good performances out of them. And Carmichael Hunt, you know, he can play 15, 13... You'll see someone get an opportunity, and, and I'm sure they'll do well. Greg Clark, our esteemed colleague here at Fox Sports, uh, put a close eye over the Reds v Stormers game at the weekend and reckons Carmichael Hunt is really starting to hit his straps in a 15-man code. It Would gives you the option, doesn't it, to maybe maybe look at Hunt or, or Kirtley Bell at 15 and maybe play Israel on, on the wing if, if you're short there. But, yeah, Carmichael... He's looking the goods, isn't he? Um, he's looking hungry. And considering he's on a team that's losing, he, he's really standing out on a losing team. And you wonder what he could do on a, t- on a team going forward with some good pill. I agree. Like, we've seen him play NRC last year. He was fantastic in that. And he's a versatile player, you know, played rugby league as a fo- fullback. But one of the first rugby league fullbacks to really come into that that line as a second or a second ball player. And, and that's something that, you know, every team needs. I've also been impressed with Chris Fa'awai Sortia in the early rounds. He's a big fella and um, he gets over the advantage line. Again, I know you're not necessarily jumping out of your skin with me in that comment, but you take guys in their environment and you put them in a better environment from the Reds to the Wallabies. And I think, you know, these guys, he played f- for the Wallabies three, four years ago, came yeah. out of Australian school, three years yeah. Australian schoolboys. And I don't think he's been in a really good football program for four years. So, you know, these guys have talent. It's just a matter of, you know, a good program getting that out of them. All right, so that all to look forward to. Michael Checker yet to work out which way he'll jump in terms of placing someone on the wing there. Michael Checker's adversary through the junior series will be Eddie Jones. And this week, Owen Finnegan came out and said, Eddie Jones, uh, in inverted commas, so we're quoting Mellon, the great Owen Finnegan here, tantrums won't work in the England dressing room. Yeah, it was interesting. I was at the uh, launch of uh, the AU's new website uh, yesterday, uh, our competition now that Halsey's uh, working for. But um, yeah, how, I'm a spy. I'm second. in both camps. Hang on a second. How is this working out? Like, what are you doing down there? You're doing stuff up here. You're all over the spot. It's for the betterment of the game. I'm helping everyone everywhere. For Money God's talks. Sake. Money talks. You're like a double agent. I am. I am. But I'm not shooting anyone in the back. If I'm going to shoot you, it's right in between your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at this uh, breakfast, and yeah, Owen Finnegan. There was an interesting story he was telling. Um, there's a bit of uh, yeah, a bit of you have to hate. say have to say bad blood uh, there with with Eddie Jones who who dropped him um, years and years ago and literally hasn't spoken since. I think Eddie called him up on the phone and spoke to him you know w- while he was driving and then told him that he was dropped. Well, that's illegal to start with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, big Owen. Uh, there's yeah some uh, wow. bit, of, bit of bit of feeling there and he and he had a had a pot shot at Eddie saying that his um, you know his man management uh, style you know pretty. Um, pretty forceful and um, tent- tantrums uh, was the word that he used. Um, you know that's going to rub uh, the English the wrong way. It might have worked uh, in Japan, but uh, over time he, do- he doesn't think that's a, a sustainable management approach. So, interesting comments. I guess Eddie's probably evolved a lot himself, yeah, hasn't he? Because it's a long, a long time ago. Again, Eddie and Michael Foley having been coached by both of them, are, are pretty similar. A really, you know, almost identical rugby upbringing uh, down at Ramwick there, and I think they have a belief the way Michael the game Checker. should be played. Yeah, Eddie and Michael Checker. You said Michael Foley. Mm. Sorry, Michael Checker. You've been Michael coached by Foles. I've been assistant coach by Foles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, Check and Eddie Jones, very similar coaching philosophy. They, they they, have a go at their team if they need to. Eddie's a little bit different in terms of he sometimes makes it a little bit more personal. But I agree, he's probably evolved over time. You can't succeed in this game for such a long period of time um, just by belittling people. And I think you know he has used that at times. But at the, at the same time, 
you know, he, he does have a really good philosophy on the game. And I go back to that decision on Owen in 2003. If you're picking that World Cup final squad against that English side that had Richard Hill and back in... Uh, you had uh, Delalio. Delalio. You had, and you had Owen Finnegan in your squad. Do you think he gets picked in that game? I do. I, I really think that was the one decision back in 2003. Who did, who did Eddie Jones take over... John Rowe. Owen Finnegan. And John Rowe and Crofty went as, you know, the extra two back rowers, probably more of a, an eye to the future. Um, so John yeah. Rowe was excellent at line-out time. Was that maybe, did that figure well, in? Owen had come off a, a serious injury as well and got himself back for the rugby championships and, and got him probably not back to his very, very best. But look, I'm just, I'm it's looking back at the thing. on here. Yeah, I, I just always thought that it was a decision that, that, made, that did come back to Hornets in that World Cup final. Because we had a small back row and Warry, George Smith, and we had Matty Cobain. We had, we had a, options, but I just, I always felt at the time that we needed that that hard edge. Not, not too many players like Owen Finnegan have worn the Wallaby jersey since, have they? Christy wasn't born in 03. What, what are your memories from 03? 03? Uh, well, yeah, that's a long way. I was, I was crying, actually, that night when we lost. <laughs> it was devastating right. for a, uh, a young, what, 12-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're wearing your green and gold. Um, yep. But you're, you're, you're right. George Smith and Phil Wall, that's what you remember, kind of going hunting around the breakdown. And uh, Owen, you, you clearly remember him in 99. Mm. He did so well, but um, interesting comments. Is it a feud? Are they feuding those it's two? It's a feud. Let's let's call it's it. It's a feud yeah. now. Not, there's not too many feuds in rugby. Not enough, really. Yeah. What, what other feuds have you got? Yeah, oh. Eddie Eddie V the Japanese rugby board feud. Yeah, R Robbie versus Quaid. Robbie and Quaid yeah. Sem semi feud. I didn't even know that was a feud. No. Robbie Deans. Quaid, no. semi-feud? Didn't Robbie back no, into the no, hill? No, no, you're thinking, you're thi no. You're thinking Gits and Deans. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking Macchetto and out. Deans. Yeah. Feud. Yeah. That was a definite feud. What else you got? You've been in around. Uh, South Africa's always having a good feud, aren't they? But yeah, uh, Aussie rugby yeah, can do with a feud. Yeah, we should do. We should spark some more. Spark Give me feuds. a week, I'll come back and I'll okay. plant some seeds. I mean, it's great, uh, feud watch. it's great spice, isn't it? Uh, this, the series is oh, until June, but series. there's are already plenty of spice and plenty of talking points, which is great. And ticket game. sales have gone berserk in berserker. the last couple of Berserker. Berserker. Couple of games. Berserker, as Bob Dewey once described Look, Rocky Olsen. All that's five and six weeks away. For the moment, we've got to get back to Super... Excuse me, uh, back to Super Rugby, where at the weekend we had the Moon Dogs, the Sun oh. Wolves, downing <coughs> the Haguares in epic scenes at the Prince Chupi Stadium over in Tokyo. Now, before we get into the whole Sun Wolf situation, at the start of the year we got talking about awesome things that Japan have served up over the years. Well, so you and his sumo was in, Scotty Stevenson from NZ was in, and we got talking Tamagotchis, right? Tamagotchis were a big thing going back in the mid-90s. We have received some fan mail through the week from one of our listeners who sent us two Tamagotchis to look after. Our fan is a man by the name of Ed who is an, an avid listener, the Ed man. Uh, quirk? He was uh, no, not quirky. Uh, Ed was in through the, through the World Cup last year for our show and Ed has sent in two Tamagotchis, which we now have. Eddie G's name is, goes by at Gokstar on Twitter. And I've given birth to my Tamagotchi this morning <laughs> and that means just putting the batteries in but we're going to look after this we're going to nurture the Tamagotchi it's like a virtual reality animal oh okay so gotcha. you got to feed it every yeah. day it Thought sleeps it like and a that pager. sort of stuff oh I remember the ones yeah, yeah. I'm talking about brilliant invention they were huge got, absolutely got, huge I've got to feed it soon yeah. evidently where's the other one mate uh, so it's upstairs okay. but yeah. this one if this one sees out the week it'll be a miracle thank you to Eddie 
thank you to the Summers for delivering us one of the great moments in Super Rugby in 2016. How good was it? I you know, was sort of uh, in at work just preparing more for the other games, the, the bigger games uh, coming up. Uh, I thought the Hagiwaris were going to uh, absolutely smoke the, the Sunwolves. I, I never thought that. I thought they were going to be... Uh, never thought that. Never thought that. Bounce even back. They've been so disappointing, hey, haven't they? The they have the been. Jaguars or 92-17, though, the Mahoudo- yeah, Moondogs te- the week before. Yeah, but teams yeah. bounce back. They always bounce back. They get home. The, the other yeah. boy were coming off four-week tour. Sleep in their own bed, back, back to their back partners their own bed, and kids. Eating their own yeah. ramen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Ramen's a great thing. But, yeah, they... Uh, Bit of soul-searching. Soul-search. <laughs> It was reminiscent of the World Cup, wasn't it? That went over the uh, the Springboks. People going absolutely berserk in the stands, and um, it, it's a great boost, isn't it? Because uh, I think Eddie Jones can probably claim some credit there himself, even when, even when he's not coaching them. He gave them a massive spray in the pre-match, and you wonder if those comments uh, got back to the Moon Dogs and, and gave them a bit of a, a kick up the bum because they were absolutely awesome. The only disappointing thing about it was that it came over the Jaguars that we also need to go well, and so we always thought the Jaguars were going to be a really strong side, which they, they haven't been. And we thought the Sunwolves and myself in particular, I thought they'd really struggle and they've been up and down, but they notched their first win, which is amazing. I'd just love to see them get another one. I'd love to see them get a big scout. Who are you talking? Oh, they've got the force next week over in Japan. That would be that would be great for the game of Japanese rugby. Not so good for the game you in the West see, You want to see Japan, a Japanese-led team, down aside from Perth. Well, I, d- I don't have any alliance for the Western Force, Sean. You have to understand that. I want the Western Michael Force Foley? to do. I want the Western Force to do well. Why don't you want your old assistant coach <laughs> Michael Foley to go well? Well, I do want them to do well, but I want them to do well playing good style of footy. I don't okay. want them to go back to their pick and drive ball that All right. won them three games last year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's that looms for the Western Force. Uh, well done to the Moon Dogs. Great transition from you, Halsey, into the Western Force who will host the Bulls this week. Now, guys, I was down in the dumps on Sunday morning having had watched the Tars Force game on Saturday night because I want more from the Western Force team as we've touched on many, many times, spent a number of games over there since starting back in 2012. Want all the Aussie sides to go well. No particular allegiance, but they struggled badly against the Tars on Saturday night. So I went looking. They have won six of their last 30 games. They have scored more than 25 points in only three of their last 30 games. That is ridiculous. That is the only the only way I can describe it is that is ridiculous. So tax an issue? That's what you, you stayed in here? Well, just a shade of an issue. You know, See, the, they obviously spoke really publicly about their... N- their new game plan, which it is noticeable. They do, forwards last year, their natural um, position after multi-phase was just to go to the ball, restart the game from pick and drive, which is just negative footy, so easy defence. So now you see forwards reloading to width and the only issue is now, or not the only one of a few, no John Lance, Peter Grant's out this week. So their ability to get the ball out wide, to to say you're going to play an expansive game is good, but to be able to do it takes a really high level of fitness and a really high level of skills but more importantly you need a really good knowledge under fatigue so when the ball's in the air and you're a forward and you're running back so for the Waratahs for example it's a lot easier running back when you've got Izzy Folau breaking a couple of tackles and getting you on the front foot but forwards need to run back to to wit straight away not migrate to the ball and I think their structured attack is a lot better but their unstructured attack so when there's turnover ball just their ability to to pull a position get to the width and then have genuine attack from there is probably the area there they're struggling most in attack. They're trying to, but at the moment, it's probably in a you know, three-stage 
process and they're at stage one. That John O'Lance injury was just an absolute killer, wasn't it? Because he was playing with real confidence and, and they really were throwing it around nicely. But uh, Peter Grant comes in and he's not that type of player, isn't he? And that's, I just question that recruitment in the first place because you're saying you're going to have this new style and you know, he's a traditional South African fly half that, that boots the ball. He does that well if, if you want him to do that. So it's just a bit of a muddled picture, isn't Previous it? Previous to that, we had C.S. Eberson. Now, C.S. Yeah. Eberson is not what you would call a running fly half. Not at all. He's a pocket fly, fly half who you know, kicks well, stands deep. And like last year, they were putting up midfield bombs 30 out from the try line. It was just tough to watch. But this year, yeah, again, recruitment is always an issue for the, for the Western Force because as a young player, if you're going to decide, you know, even if they throw a little bit more money at you, you know, you're taking a big risk to go to a program that hasn't improved players. So um, I thought when they got John o. Lance, Ben Tupperway, uh, they got Luke Morahan a couple of years ago, they started to get a little bit of depth in that area, but now they've been tested and they've got Ian Pryor, their, re their reserve number nine, going to start at 5'8" this weekend, which is a bit of a concern. Just a slight one up against the Bulls team. are coming off a bye and have been based in Perth all week. They'll be up for it, ready to go. Looking forward to seeing how Jesse Creel and Jan Fontaine go around. They're good, excellent players. Adrian Strauss up front for the Bulls. So they will ask questions of that foresight. But the shining light from Perth, and he has been for a couple of years now, is Dane Hale-Petty, old swivel hips. I call him swivel hips because his ability to break tackles and spin and twist and turn through the contact area is almost unparalleled, Christy. He is a kid going in the right direction. He certainly is. And I think, unfortunately, this season, he, he has been a little bit halted by having, by, with John O'Lance not being in, in that team. I'd love to see him just run the ball slightly a little bit more. He's, uh, he's over the last few weeks, he's been kicking a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a bolter for the Wallabies at the moment. And... Uh, it would be great to reward Western Force and Western Australian rugby by put it picking him in that squad because he's one of the few guys that the force really need to retain. I also think Andrew Angus Cottrell's been outstanding. He, yeah, I'll be I'll be I won't be surprised if he's wearing a Wallaby jersey at some stage this year. And young Hayley Petty, Danger brother Ross, yeah, second Roscoe. rower. Yeah. He's he's Roscoe. good. Roscoe. What about the uh, new blood nut hooker? Harry Scoble. Harry Scoble. No, we saw him in the NRC. Yeah, we saw him this guy in the yeah. NRC. Good player, but yeah. there's... I'm not, I'm not talking Wallabies. I'm just saying, uh, isn't it? Yeah, there's nothing to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. That yeah. is great. Um, but Dane Hale Petty, you know, the way he moves in contact in many ways, is the way I see it, he, he moves very similar in contact to Ben Smith from New Zealand. The way he darts, he's chipping and changing, mixing his pace up in and around the big man. I think he's got a, uh, a terrific future. And obviously... Big family, you know. His brother's a bopper, 200 yeah. centimetres. Dane's quite big, strong through the legs, strong through the hips. So he's hoping he goes well against the Bulls on Friday night. You'll be there, Stephen Halls, alongside uh, Greg Martin, and I'll be there too. Mm. So we now move on to the Australian Conference leaders, the Rebels and the Blues over in Auckland. The Rebels are yet to down a side inside the top eight, I think, in mm. right in saying that. Yes. I think 11th place is the, the highest okay. uh, ranked team in the beacon, yeah. Right. So how does that play out? Well, the fact they're sitting first in the Australian Conference at the moment, rightly or wrongly how they've got there, they haven't been very consistent, but straight away they're sitting midway through the year, top of the conference against, you know, the Tars and the Brumbies who everyone's been talking about at the start of the year. So they'll have a bit of almost like a, an air of arrogance about them. They'll have a bit of a strut. They'll get over to Auckland and that probably helps a young group like that. So I, I think the position on the conference at the moment 
even though their form hasn't been outstanding, I th- think it's going to have really good psychological effects on a young group like that. And we've seen, we're seeing players starting to play some really good footy. Hodge has been outstanding, young manly boy, mm-hmm. Reese Hodge. Cam Crawford I've been really impressed with last couple of weeks. Uh, they're back row, McMahon, he's broken 35 tackles, the bloke's a machine. And they've got a good balance. What we need to see, we need to see Sturzacker and Debra Senior. I, I have to say I've been disappointed in Debra Senior because I saw so much of him in the NRC, so much class. But at the moment, he's just standing deliverer. So his centres are getting drift defenders pushing onto him and he's got to take the line on a little bit more. For me, when he runs, he's either catch and pass or he just runs straight. So he's got to have a bit more subtlety. He's got to be able to take the line on but still distribute pre-contact. Yeah, I don't think it's helped uh, probably not having his great mate uh, Sturzaker. He's been out for most of the season, so maybe that didn't help his confidence. Although Mean's been good. Mean was good. Yeah, Mean was excellent. Yeah, yeah. When, when he's at his best, he's got that sort of ghosting Stephen Larkham sort of running game, doesn't yep. he? But yeah, th- this was the season for him to, to kick on, and he hasn't shown that. So I think, uh, yeah, talk of the Wallabies and stuff is obviously well on the on the back burner at the moment. But Le- yeah. Petit Tamani's been amazing. Like yep. I'm really right. impressed with him. Carrying ball really well. He was diving uh, all over the place, uh, regathering balls yep. last weekend. Um, it was good to see. But you're, you're spot on about... <laughs> Luke Jones's <laughs> drop balls. <laughs> I love Lepetti Tamani. Yeah. Because when he's on, he ignites and he hits blokes. And the way he carries the ball, it must be hard for... It must be a hard job for Zane Hilton and Tony McGowan to find his on switch. But when you manage to hit the green button... Stand back. He was whacking blokes with and without the ball. Those cheaters fellas on Friday night didn't know what was cracking. Bagged a try, led the led the um, ball in hand count for the Rebels as well. And, and he'll need to do the same again when you guys talk about Amy up against bigger name sides. He was quiet against the Hurricanes this week against a big bruising Bulls uh, Blues rather four pack. He's going to get tested. Mm. It's good. This will be a really good game, I think. Like pretty evenly matched teams, I think. Um, I'd probably lean towards the the Blues at home. I think the last game for the Yuani boys before they go into the sevens team. Um, but yeah, it should should be a, a fascinating game, I think. Doesn't help with Debrusini with his goal kicking. It's pretty inconsistent at the moment. I, I you get the the sense that it's not great. Take it off him. Confidence. You know what? Take the goal kicking off him. Give it to Reese Hodge. Mm. So go your hardest, Hodgey. Yeah. Because he can flush him. Yeah. Hit him a 70. mile. 70 out of the with ground. a breeze yeah. out of the ground. Uh, good shout. That will be a very, very enjoyable match to watch. Rebels v Blues. Now, Highlanders and Brumbies. Pocock set to return. Tamani obviously out. And Stephen Moore, maybe missing as well. They go to Invercargill for that game. Tropical Invercargill. Have either of you pack your mankini in your Have any of you men uh, been to Invercargill? Never. It's not one of the great places in the world, it's fair to say. Give us an... Last week, Halls ago, was the Australian equivalent for Bloemfontein. He said that Canberra was like Las Vegas compared to Bloemfontein. What is Invercargill's Aussie equivalent? Are we thinking Wagga Wagga? Jindabyne. Touch a, touch a Jindabine. Wagga Wagga about it. Yeah. That small. Yeah, it's not... Uh, yeah, I quite like Invercargill, though. It's a good place to go and play rugby. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Really? We've yeah, got I've always liked going there, yeah. We've got a fan. Okay. Ireland yeah. has got a great record down there. Nine from ten have won. It's fresh right? mountain air, you know? It's like... Close to Queenstown. It's cold? Yeah, it's cold, but you feel alive. Good surf down there too. Is that right? Yeah. Down the bluff? Yeah. Nice right-handed down there. Nine from ten. All-time super rugby, or are you talking just against... Just their last nine from ten that they've won the Highlanders down in in Chicago. Not against Aussie Op, just in general. Yeah. (sighs) Still a good record. The Highlanders, have they've tripped up, they're in a bit of trouble now, the Highlanders. Two losses, and their run home, I think it was highlighted on Rugby 360 last night, they've got a really, really tough run home, as the Hurricanes do as well. So, yeah, the Highlanders are in a bit of strife all of a sudden. The Brumbies are under the pump, so I think this will be a, a 
pretty niggly, fierce uh, encounter with, with Pocock back. Um, that's going to be the big focus for the Highlanders. Important game for the Brumbies and the Rebels because they're coming up against each other in a couple of weeks. The Rebels will have the bye next week. They really need to beat the Blues, basically, um, I think, to keep their, their finals hopes alive. So for both these two sides, the Australian teams, extremely important. They play each other two weeks' time, the Brumbies and the yeah, Rebels. So down in yep, I think I do th- I do believe the, the Brums have bounced back. You know, I don't I can't remember too often them losing two games under Stephen Larkham, so they got a good bounce back um, performance and I, I believe having David Pocock back in the side makes such an enormous difference. We know that. Josh Manray, if he comes in for Steve Moore, Bongo yep. delivers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you're yeah. confident when you throw a bloke yeah. like that in. They are running thin on their back three, like no Henry Spate, no Joe Tamani. Those guys get a huge amount of metres and, and tough metres for them. So that is an area where, you, you know, their depth's been tested. But again, I've pumped his tyres up all year. I'll continue to do it. He hasn't been his best in the last few weeks. But Leofano probably needs to take the line on a little bit more and just, you know, don't worry too much about distributing because, you know what, I know they like to give Tavita Kundrani as much ball as possible, but yeah. just back yourself, Christian. When he runs, he's fantastic and he's got to do more of it. You know what, and that starts, I think, also with the lock forwards getting over the advantage line. They need to start doing that. Sam Carter didn't have his greatest game last weekend, dropping a bit of pill, but uh, he and Rory Arnold... Jeez, you don't miss, do you, Christy? <laughs> when you take one... He's a rugby yeah. nerd, mate. Yeah. He's watching every minute of every he game. Yeah. He really fires up, doesn't he? Yeah. Getting stuck in a poor cart down there. Lucky yeah. uh, lucky you weren't playing in the Doran podcasting era. You would have uh-huh. been under the pump. On that, though, if you get smacked to the tune of 40 to 14, what's your build-up like ahead of the next week? Do you just park that game? Yeah, but you're angry. You're angry all week. You're angry at yourself. You're angry at your coach. You're, like, you're not blaming other people, but you've just got a bit of an edge about you. As the Sunwolves did, the bounce-back factor. Bounce you back. Know? So I always Who see does? a side that have a high amount, a good amount of talent, and I, your Brumbies are that. When they lose and they you know, disappoint themselves, they've got the players to turn it around. So I think they can. Very good, very good. Okie dokes. Now, next game that we're going to kick over is Reds and Cheetahs Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium. The Cheetahs returning to Suncorp. The last time the Cheetahs were there, I'm going to have to go way back when. Was that 2011 when Quay Cooper landed that cross-field kick in goal to Digby Yuwani? Oh, sunshine. wasn't that good. That was great that days, weren't they? Weren't they good yeah. days? Remember Bo Robinson? I used to love watching the Reds then. Oh, 2011. Yeah. I can't, uh, you'd have to go back to the Auckland team of 03 to, to get similar. The razzle and dazzle as the 2011 Xavier Reds. Rush and the gang, yeah. Oh, bloody Xavier amazing. Um, anyway, Reds and Cheetahs. 2016. Let's talk. Uh, the guys in the form of Hunt, Krebby, and Nambuli. Or p- hang on, just quickly. Just quickly. Nambuli's all good to go for the Wallaby selection. All Am good. I right in saying that? Eligibility. Eligibility. He's been good. out here for a few years now. A couple Has of years with Panthers yeah. and the Dragons. All good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, chance for them to impress Wallaby's coach, Michael Checker, perhaps against the Cheetahs. Yeah, I mean, Karevi's the one that's probably ready for, for Test Rugby now, I think. Like, ready ready to get a, a crack at it. Uh, he was pretty slow to start the season, but, I mean, he's just destroying um, defences at the moment over there in South Africa. Um, yeah, big, fast, <laughs> strong, and, um, yeah, I, I guess Kuradrani, um is sitting there, but it must be tempting to give Karebi at least some, some taste of it in June, do you think, Sue? Most certainly. Uh, his game has changed in the last probably three, four weeks. It's almost like he's tried to do less. He was trying to offload too much, and there was a lot of drop pill and things like that. But he, he's gone to Africa and he's been just so dominant. The week before Africa against the Highlanders at home, he was on fire. And, and sometimes a trip to Africa, actually more often than not, a trip to Africa can be, can be really good for a team because you, 
you go away, spend a bit of time together, and you come back. I, I think the Reds might have a, a better finish to the season than the start. And on the back of we've spoken, Carmichael Hunt, Karevi, Frisbee's been good. And, yeah, I, th- I think they can do a good job up against the Cheetahs. We'll get a good game. We'll definitely get a good game. Yep. The Reds will be happy to move it. The Cheetahs, we know, they just don't care. They'll throw yep. it around from anywhere. Yeah, how good is it seeing Sergio Peterson run around? Mm. Uh, he's got a lot of talent, that kid. But I'm, I need to see a bit more out of Jake McIntyre at the moment. I think um, he's been a slightly disappointing. <laughs> I know that the, the Reds don't have much. There's in no fly half in Australia left. Run out of bullets, Christy. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, he's like the Reds season, though. Like, really heavily criticised at the start of it. And, you know, you put a young 10 in there in a, in a new side with a new... I know Frisbee's been there for a while, but that, that's a new combination. And... He's improved and, you know, he's had a lot to do with the, their turnaround and a bit more control. He'll get that with time. See, I compare a young McIntyre to a Dave Horwitz. Both came through at the same age group, both playing fly, fly half or 10-12. And Dave's had the luxury of jumping into outside Kirtley Bill, Bernard Foley, Rob Horn in between these guys. Whereas, you know, Jake was thrown in the deep end with a young side and we mentioned Samu, how good he's going now, but the start of the year he wasn't playing the way he is now. So he's been given a decent a decent job there and I think he's improving slowly and I think you've got to get off his back, Christy. I really do. Stormers v Waratahs. <laughs> Speaking about people being on people's backs, the Tars went to Perth, got it done. Some suggested that with the time away from Sydney that they too would be able to launch a late run in 2016, but they're up against the Stormers team who have been just getting it done nicely in South Africa. Yeah, they've always got a great defence, don't they, the Stormers in the last few years, but they've started to add a bit more, um, I guess, variation in, in their attack as well with um, a bit more skill and, and pace and they're willing to chance their arm a bit. So <laughs> they've got the most ridiculous draw in the comp, I think. They easiest draw? The yes. Easiest draw. They don't have to play any New Zealand teams. They're going to sail through top of their conference, get a home quarter, home semi. So they're a real threat to, to go all the way, really. The, the Stormers, even though I don't think they are the best team running around, um, the, the draw has given them a, a, massive, run. a massive leg up. So, yeah. You know how I've been really impressed with, though? Jean-Luc Duplessis, the, uh, the young fly half there for the Storm, has been fabulous. Their third choice th- uh, at the start of the year, and he's come through. Uh, but they're going to welcome back this weekend uh, uh, their, their outside centre um, with Dijon. Um, Dialonde. And Dialonde at yeah, the inside centre. So that would be a fabulous... Dijon been playing seven? Yeah, he has yeah, been. Yeah, Juan. Yeah. Juan was playing a bit of sevens Juan, yeah. alongside Gio Aplon. Yep. He's been talking about as a possible Springboks captain one. Frankie you know? Hugard. Yeah. He played a bit of All sevens for a while there. So it'll be a good contest. Kankowski. <laughs> Ryan Kankowski. Oh, has he done a tournament, has he? Yeah, yeah. he's played. Big fan of the, the Kanka. Kankowski. Yeah. He was there. Israel Folau will have a, a, a bit of a test on his hands up against those two in the midfield. Oh, again, I don't... Israel Folau gets you know a lot of scrutiny put on him every game and he always... Even when he's, in some people's opinion, quiet, he's still the most got the most metres in Super Rugby for an Australian back. So I'm liking is, is he at 13 and he jumps between 13 and 15 in attack and defence. It's just whatever you can to try and get him a little bit more ball. So the Tars, they'll, they'll be over there pretty confident. That was a, a much better performance from them over in the West last weekend versus the four. So they'll go over. Last time they were there, they, they had a win. So um, yeah, they're, they're a, a genuine chance to, again, to... They're out of Sydney. There's no pressure on them at the moment. So probably suits a side like that who've ha- have had a tough run. The pieces of the puzzle are starting to fall together for the Waratahs now. They're finally getting their, 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 their cattle back. And uh, Pilotta now, you would imagine, will probably come back into that starting team. And he will add a lot of punch and drive in the, in the scrum as well. 
worth getting up for that one. Waratahs v Stormers this weekend. Awesome rounds action kicking off on Friday afternoon, as it always does. Uh, guys, we have just ticked past the halfway mark. Very quickly, can I get your tip to take out the title? Go. I'm, as much as I don't want the Red and Blacks to win on it, the Crusaders machine's looking really, really ominous. Um, they've got a you know complete all-black forward pack. Uh, Nadolo's suspended, which won't help them. But, uh, yeah, the, the Crusaders, no one's been talking about them, but they're a, a, a pretty dangerous team, I think. Oh, I really want to say the Brumbies, but you've got to, got to say the Chiefs if they're... They're so good. Yeah, having viewed the Crusaders last weekend, I'll I'll go with them. Just the way they're scoring tries and they're just yeah, they've got so many damaging players. Their hooker Taylor, he's in, improved mm. out of sight. Mm. He's a quality player. They've got too much class. So at the moment, oh, we're only halfway there, which is good. And I still think if it's going to be an Aussie side, I, I'm generally uncertain which one it would be at the moment because it's. You know, we've all been up and down, so I'll go Crusaders. I'm going to go the Chefs. I reckon the Chiefs as well. They just seem to know how to get it done. They are a gritty team mixed in with flashes of brilliance. All right, boys, that uh, wraps us up. That was a heck of a little half now. Just rocketed by. The Tamagotchi, I'm sad to say, is dead. Did he even last half an hour? Oh, dead. It's not <laughs> a great not Eddie, a great I'll life. send it back to you. I'll redo the batteries. Send was it back that, to you. Was that longer than Eddie Jones's coaching stint at the Stormers? Well, that get, takes me back. Um, he didn't even unpack old Eddie, did he? <laughs> just, I'll just yeah. keep going right. I'll just stay in the lounge. Around the world ticket. <laughs> just stay in the lounge. I'll come straight back from here. Uh, to Dave Dennis over in South Africa, we say congratulations as well on ticking past 100 games for New South Wales last week. A terrific achievement for a great human being. We wish you were here. We really do. Alrighty, that's us. Done and dusted for another week of the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. On behalf of Sam Worthington, Chrissy Dorn and Stephen Hoyles, Sean Maloney saying adios and we'll catch you same time next week. <laughs>